The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Thursday morning to you. It is August 31st, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Last day of August, but it feels a little bit more like uh, October <laughs> this morning with That's uh, right. showers coming down. I never really heard it rain real hard last night. I mean, overnight, and I'm obviously sleeping, but yeah, sometimes it'll wake you up. You'll hear it hitting the rooftop. But I got up this morning, and I kind of was curious. I'm listening and listening, and like, hmm, do I hear any rain? I really didn't. Mm-mm. So I opened the window up, and it's like, yeah, it looks a little damp out there. Then when I pulled out this morning... The driveway was damp, spotty. It wasn't like super wet. So I'm like, man, eh, I don't think it rained all that hard. Now it does look damp out there this morning, but I don't know if it was ever going to rain really hard. Real hard. Yeah. It still has potential though. Yeah. I mean, this is going to keep up throughout the day. So it looks like, you know, maybe a slow start this afternoon. They think that a little more might be coming. But even here for Portland, this type of, uh, what is it? Kind of like a misty. Yeah misty kind of morning if this keeps up all day everything's going to get a good watering i hope so particularly to fight the wildfires uh that one we'll talk about the one still burning near uh, portland's water supply the bull run reservoir and that that one could definitely use some water as many others speaking of fires wanted yes. to bring this up this morning yeah some uh distressing news to hear this you actually heard this coming in this morning when you were mm-hmm. driving in but it appears, sadly, a big fire at St. Joseph's Church in Salem. Yes, the sanctuary if is on fire. Uh, St. Joseph's actually put out a message on Facebook asking for prayers, and we'll talk whatever details we do have, but it looks like it has been confined to the sanctuary Four alarm fire, crews are battling it from all ends of the roof, they said, was kind of their main target because it was on fire this morning. Started it overnight, like at 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, so details uh, obviously just coming in right now, given the hour that it did start. So uh, we'll try to give you as much information as we can glean from it right now. But uh, again, four alarm fire at St. Joseph's Church in Salem, so we'll provide you with the updates. I was mentioning to you, St. Joseph's Church in Salem, as history reminds me, they've had... They've had a fire before. Couple, maybe a couple fires really? there burning the church down. This goes back way in history. Mm-hmm. Ed Longwa would know. He did a, a whole uh, feature on this at one point, talking about the history of churches, and uh, we talked about St. Joseph's Church and the, and the fires there. But uh, anyway, that's just a kind of a quick update for you as far as what we know right right now. And we'll talk, we'll keep, I'll keep looking for updates, but I'll have the full story and their Facebook post and and what we know this morning. So, but what we do know, we all can pray. Yes. That is something we can all do this morning. Pray for the safety of the firefighters. Fortunately, the school is not in session yet. It's supposed to start uh, next Tuesday. Mm -hmm, That's right. And so I know many parents will be wondering how school start will be affected. Yeah. Just as I was reading the brief information on the fire, it sounded like that the fire crews were trying to protect 
the other structures Excellent. around the sanctuary. So hopefully that's the case. But again, we just do not know at this point in time uh, the severity of the fire, other than it looks like it at this point is in the sanctuary. And just from some photos I've seen on websites that uh, that's what it looked like. But uh, hopefully we'll find out more as the morning progresses. So uh Anyway, here we are, last day of August, September tomorrow. Uh, kids back in school yet in your household? Uh, not in our house. No, nope. not yet. And, and yeah, I don't think <laughs> that there's, a, at least not this week. Uh, it seems like perhaps when it's happened before, it was right around Labor Day weekend. They worked through Labor Day and then yeah. were able to go back to school on Tuesday. So that is my hope and prayer that everybody cut, you know, get to the negotiating table, come up with a plan, and let's get our kids back in school. Yeah. And again, we're talking about, in this case, the Evergreen, Evergreen School, school district, district up in Vancouver and the Camas School District as well. And I think the battleground, you said, even though they were negotiating, they did go back. They did go back, at least for this week, but they don't have a contract signed, so that's still a potential that they could strike and uh, a work stoppage happen. All right. So uh, here we are, this last Day of August, this damp day of August, hopefully a little rain will fall and uh, we'll have uh, updates for you as we move along today. We're going to start the show today with A-Lob and Resurrection. You're listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
That is A, Love, and Resurrection. It is 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brent with you on this last day of August. Well, Brenda, you know what you and I need? What? We need a financial inventory. Oh, really? Yes, we do. And you're going to hear why with our good friend Ashley Mishike of True North Retirement Advisors. We'll do that right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Franciscan missionary Sister Anne-Marie Warren with the morning offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. 
The average smartphone has more than 40 apps installed, and most of them are never used. Clear this clutter from your phone and make Matrade Radio's Hail Mary Media app your go-to spiritual resource. It's got everything you need to grow in holiness, including a huge library of enriching prayers, liturgy of the hours with the monks at Mount Angel Abbey, and a personalized schedule of your daily prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also contains a stream of Matrade Radio's live broadcast, podcast of our original shows, including programs not heard on the radio. Plus, you'll find fun things to do on the interactive community calendar, Catholic news, and so much more. The Hail Mary Media app has everything you need to grow closer to Christ all in one place. Download it today. Search Hail Mary Media in the iOS App Store, Google Play, or MatradeRadio.com. Declutter your phone and turn to the Hail Mary Media app from Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 7.13 here at Mater Day Radio. Rain coming down this morning. Looks like it's going to stick around for most of the day. Daytime highs just staying in the middle 60s. Tonight, scattered showers. Looks like they'll probably continue a little bit, but begin to break up. And we only drop a few degrees just to the low 60s. Yeah. So not much of a change there. Tomorrow, there's a slight chance of showers and warmer temperatures returning high on Friday, near 80 degrees. And then just looking ahead to the holiday weekend. It's going to be warm on Saturday, but yeah, just in time for Labor Day, showers might return Sunday evening and into Monday. Yeah, it looks like Saturday is going to be of the weekend. Saturday be the nicest, warmest day. Uh, currently 64 degrees at Jesuit High School in Portland. And 62 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. Well, as we all know, life moves pretty quickly. Before you know it, you have several bank accounts, a number of investments, loans to pay, etc. But have you ever really sat down and itemized it all out? Well, that's what we're going to explore this morning with Ashley Michike. She's the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors here in the Portland area and a valued member of Day Radio's Leadership Circle. Good morning, Ashley. Good morning, David. Well, it's always great to talk with you. So, uh, family gearing up for another school year? Yes, day after Labor Day we start, so it'll be nice to get back into a routine. Uh, definitely so. Well, you know, you recently sent me some information on what you call a financial inventory. I loved looking through it. I found it to be very helpful. It's almost a little bit like a, a worksheet. I guess, first of all, tell our listeners what a financial inventory is. Sure. So uh, financial inventory, I like to think of it as basically a table of contents for all of your financial accounts. So any bank accounts or investment accounts or insurance policies, annuities, even like your mortgage and, and debt. And so, you know, you might have these accounts spread out over different places and the financial inventory creates an easy way in, you know, a page, basically a one page inventory of where all of these accounts are, what type they are. And it's a great tool for just keeping your financial life organized, but also as an estate planning tool. So your spouse or your beneficiaries or your executor has a very good understanding of what accounts you have and where they're located, you know, when, if and when you move on (laughs) (laughs) from this life. So, yeah. Yeah, I I understand that for sure. Yeah, and it really is thorough because, 
you know, when I was thinking about this and looking through the information, it's kind of like, you know, I haven't really thought about that. All, and again, from everything like insurance and things you have with policies and the debts that you may have. And I got to believe, too, just in, in the broad scope of financial planning, kind of, kind of helpful to see these sorts of things, see where your money is going and where it may go. Absolutely. Yeah, there's so many benefits, both, you know, now and down the road, but just listing out the account type that it is, if it's a joint account or maybe it's an IRA, or maybe you have a 401k from like three employers ago that you haven't yet uh, moved out of there, you can create this list and have a good understanding of what your accounts are and, and where they are too. I kind of see it too going along with, I know we've talked about this before, when you do a budget and, and kind of figure out what you're spending over the course of a month, over the course of a year, it all kind of goes hand in hand, doesn't it? Yes, exactly. Because the financial inventory is because you can put the dollar amount there too for your assets and your various accounts, but also your debts. So it also serves as a balance sheet. You know, here are my assets, here's my debts, what's the total net that I have, um, and to kind of, and to see that. And so, you know, I always encourage clients to create one of these, but then keep it updated, you know, look at it every year. You might move an account or uh, roll over an old 401k, um, but at least you can keep the dollar amounts updated. And then I always suggest once you create the inventory that you keep you you let your spouse or your beneficiaries know. They don't necessarily have to know what's in it. They just have to know where to find it. And so you can keep it in, you know, your safe or file at home or a safe deposit box. And then the other thing I recommend once you create this inventory is to create a list of trusted contacts too so that your spouse or your beneficiaries know who your attorney is who your tax advisor is, who your financial advisor is, and give a copy of of this inventory to those people too so that they can help. Because I've had situations so many times where, especially in a marriage, you know, the husband and wife, one spouse is always handling all of the finances. Mm -hmm. And more often than not, the other spouse is just not aware of all the different accounts and and doesn't really maybe not have a relationship or even know who the attorney is or know who the tax advisor is. And so because that's so common, it's just a way to share information and make sure that uh, your spouse knows what to do if you die before they do and you're the one who manages all of the household finances. Uh, That's a great point. Or children, if uh, their parents should pass away, that they would have this and be very helpful for them. Yeah, and actually, I had a, a situation a number of years ago where one of my clients, his dad had died several years prior to that, and um, they still own, like the dad had a beach house or something like, or cabin or something, mm-hmm. So, but he had all these banker's boxes in the garage of like the cabin, and he, the son finally got around to going through some of these things, and he found this old insurance policy where his dad was the insured, and his dad had died 
several years prior to that. He had no idea this policy existed. He didn't know, you know, if there was any insurance money available. And this was years and years after. So if the dad had a financial inventory, then then that wouldn't have happened. He would have, the son would have seen, because the son was the executor. So he would have seen, oh, okay, here's this insurance policy and it's with this insurance company and this this is how I can, you know, get in contact with them. And that's very common. In fact, it's so common that state there's state registries for these, you know, lost or unclaimed assets. Um, and the last thing you want to do is go through that process of filing a claim right. with the state. So yeah. Make things much easier with the financial inventory. Again, we're speaking with Ashley Mishike. She is the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors here in the greater Portland area and a member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. So a financial inventory worksheet, I know you sent one to me. Can people get a hold of one of these? Yes, absolutely. So I created a template for my clients, and then I made it available online to anybody who wants to download it for free. So if you go to truenorthra.com forward slash inventory. You can get a download a copy of it there. Perfect. Well, we appreciate that. And quickly, before we wrap it up this morning, of course, we're heading down the stretch toward the end of the year. Any recommendation of folks of maybe what they should be looking at right now before we get to the end of the year financially? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the end of the year, because the clock is ticking on tax related matters or maybe contributions. So if you haven't yet evaluated contributions you're making from your paycheck to say like your 401k or maybe an IRA or other investment accounts, now's a good time to reevaluate that to see, you know, what am I on track to save this year for retirement? Is that in line with my goals and where I want to be for the year? So there's still a few months left in the year to make those changes and adjustments. And so now's a great time to be looking at that closely. Uh, great point. Ashley Michike, CEO of True North Retirement Advisors. We talked about that financial inventory today. Ashley, always great to talk with you. Appreciate the insights. Yes, likewise. Thank you, David. All right. God bless. Have a great day. 722 here at Mater Day Radio. I love the mornings when Ashley comes yeah. on. She just has such a wealth of knowledge of financial inventory. Yeah, I was looking at the worksheet and, you know, I kind of think about, yeah, you know, we have this checking account here, this savings account here. Then when you started looking through the inventory, it's just like, you know what? We have a lot of these things and you don't really think about them. And because, yes. you know, because you just, you live your day-to-day life and it's like, yeah, we should get these all lined up and, you know, really sit down and go through them. And so it's great, great information. And especially you think about using those, those types of inventories, get it all together. Think about it as a gift to the people when you are gone. Absolutely. To be able to have everything laid out there yep. for them. No so doubt. again, think about the future. In fact, I will add a link to the podcast of that interview you just heard that'll get right to True North Financial Advisors. And then you will also have access to that uh, inventory list. You're going to find that at com, and also access it on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com. 
or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Francis Speaks from the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows. God's Seal. The Lord was pleased to endorse and confirm the teaching and rule of St. Francis, not only by miraculous signs, but also by the marks of his own stigmata, so that no true believer could possibly question them on external or internal evidence. And in his goodness, God was pleased to affix his own seal to the rule and teaching of St. Francis, who would never have presumed to teach or write anything other than what he received from the Lord. And he himself testifies, it was God who revealed to him the entire rule. A Reflection from Through the Year with Francis of Assisi by Father Murray Bodo. Learn more at olpretreat.org. That's olpretreat.org. Support from Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814. Hi everyone, this is David from Mater Dei Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in-depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Mater Dei Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. Want an eye-opener in the morning without the caffeine? It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. It is 726 at Mater Day Radio and Tropical Storm Adalia still making its presence known. We'll have the details in the news. And four alarm fires since crews to St. Joseph's Church in Salem. Little is known at this hour about the fire inside the sanctuary. We'll have an update from what we do know coming up in four minutes. Here is Ali Alia and Race Along. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
And that is Ali Aliyah, Race Along. It is 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Crews are battling a four-alarm fire at a Catholic church in Salem early Thursday morning. Salem fires say the fire is in the sanctuary of St. Joseph's Catholic Church at Shemekita Street Northeast. The fire was first reported just after 2.30 a.m. A fourth alarm was called at about 3 o'clock to bring in multiple resources. Officials say crews are battling the fire from the outside only due to heavy fire on the roof. On their Facebook page, St. Joseph posted at 6.15 this morning, It is with great sorrow to announce that there is a fire at St. Joseph's last night. We are still gathering information. The fire continues inside the church, but is contained to the church. A great blessing is that as far as we know, no one was hurt. We will have more information soon, but we are asking for prayers at this time. No doubt. Uh, As you mentioned earlier, there obviously is a school there on site as well. So hopefully, you know, they'll be able to keep the fire from moving into the school buildings. But again, pretty early. We just don't know what all the damage is going to be. Exactly.
Well, Dahlia is now a tropical storm moving offshore from South Carolina after lashing Florida's Gulf Coast as a powerful Category 3 hurricane Wednesday. It's the strongest storm to make landfall in Florida's Big Bend region. That's that nook between the Panhandle and the peninsula in more than 125 years. Dahlia has also battered parts of southeast Georgia and the Carolinas, flooding coastal areas with over nine inches of rain and causing widespread power outages. Forecasts show tropical storm force winds will continue to affect portions of the southeastern U.S. coast today as crews assess the damage. Around 300,000 customers were without power in Florida, Georgia, and South Carolina early this morning. Between 2 and 5 inches of rain have fallen in parts of southeastern North Carolina, including the Wilmington area, where a flash flood warning was in effect early this morning. Pope Francis said Wednesday he will release a follow-up environmental document to the 2015 encyclical Laudato Si on October 4th, the feast day of St. Francis of Assisi. Speaking at the end of his general audience on August 30th, the Pope said he plans to publish an exhortation, a second Laudato Si, at the end of a Vatican-supported ecumenical initiative that will run through the month of September. The season of creation will begin, Pope Francis said, on September 1st, which is a world day of prayer for the care of creation. This year's theme, let justice and peace flow. The Pope said with this new writing, he is updating Laudato Si to cover current issues. The Holy See Press Office Director Matteo Bruni confirmed to Catholic News Agency that the Pope is working on a letter updating Laudato Si with regard to the recent environmental crisis. Pope Francis said that the second part to Laudato Si would be the kind of papal document known as an exhortation. Ah, okay, that'll be great. I'll be anxious to I read do. that. Yeah, for sure. Well, this could be some positive news for your pocketbook, thanks to the Oregon Kicker. Taxpayers in the state are set to receive their biggest kicker tax rebate on record when they file their taxes next spring. The refund stands at $5.6 billion, according to near-final forecasts issued yesterday. That works out to a little under $1,000 for the median taxpayer. It's much less for lower-income Oregonians and greater for wealthy who pay the most taxes. It's nearly three times the biggest prior kicker. So that's how big this one's going to be. Under Oregon's kicker law, the state returns revenue to taxpayers when collections exceed forecasts by more than 2%. The payout comes at the end of each two-year budget cycle when Oregonians file their taxes. Next year's huge kicker payout results from strong personal income over the past two years. A public health warning has been issued by the Oregon Health Authority following the discovery of hazardous concentrations of fecal bacteria in the ocean waters at Beverly Beach in Lincoln County. According to OHA, until the warning is lifted, people should stay away from the water in the area. Unsafe concentrations of bacteria can lead to upper respiratory infections, stomach aches, and cramps. Because they are more susceptible to getting sick from aquatic bacteria, children, the elderly, and others with a weakened immune system should exercise additional caution. They say beach visitors should avoid wading in nearby creeks, pools of water on the beach, or any discolored water Stay clear of the water runoff flowing into the ocean. Okay. 
Yeah. I think I know where I will not be serving this weekend. Okay. Yes. Uh, in sports, the Portland Timbers are back in the win column. Last night at Providence Park, the Timbers downed Real Salt Lake 2-1. to one. With the victory, Portland moves into a tie for 11th place in the Western Conference with Sporting Kansas City with eight matches to go. FC Dallas sits in the ninth and final playoff spot through Wednesday's games. Timbers head to Seattle for a Saturday evening rivalry contest with the Sounders. Match kicks off at 7.30. University Portland women's soccer team has a home contest tonight against UC Davis. Match gets underway at 7 o'clock from Merlot Field. Lady Pilots are 1-1 one and one on the early season. Since his election in March of 2013, Pope Francis frequently dubbed the Pope of the Peripheries has visited Myanmar, the United Arab Emirates, North Macedonia, Iraq, Bahrain, and the South Sudan last February. In these countries, the Catholic community often represents a minority, sometimes even a tiny minority, as in Mongolia, where the number of Catholics in the whole country does not exceed 1,500. By visiting this Asian state, Pope Francis will make the trip that John Paul II would have liked to have done exactly 20 years ago. At the time, there were only around 100 Catholics in the country, but the Polish pontiff wanted to honor the Mongolian president's invitation and encourage the small budding community. John Paul II then ordained the first apostolic prefect of Ulan Bator as a bishop and blessed the foundation stone of the first Catholic church in Mongolia. However, his health prevented him from making the long journey. This is not the first time Pope Francis has fulfilled the wishes of his predecessor. By visiting Iraq in March of 2021, the Pope was fulfilling John Paul II's wish to come and pray in Ur, Abraham's land of origin. The visit was scheduled for the end of 1999 as part of the preparation for the Great Jubilee year of 2000. And as John Paul II wanted to trace the path of the history of salvation, in the end, however, even the United States expressed its opposition to that historic journey. So including this trip to Mongolia, Pope Francis will have completed 43 apostolic journeys abroad since 2013, visiting 61 Countries. Amazing. That puts him just ahead of Pope John Paul II in the number of trips he's taking. Uh, just because of his long term as Pope. Right. Uh, Pope John Paul II. uh, They say he took uh, over sixty apostolic Mm -hmm. journeys. No, excuse me, over a hundred, like a hundred and two, something like that. I can't say that I know anybody who's ever been to Mongolia. No. Uh, Yeah, that's. Kind of an out-of-the-way place, so uh, prayers for Pope and as, Francis. Yeah, prayers for Pope Francis. He's getting ready to take off, I think, today, or what is tomorrow. They're a little bit of ahead of us. I would be very interested, as always, to know who he's meeting and what kind of traditional dishes uh, yes. they're going to be serving <laughs> yes. him. Great point. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. 
this Friday at 7 o'clock is Catholic in Recovery at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Portland. The community at Sacred Heart Parish in Portland invites those in recovery from alcohol or any unhealthy attachments as they discuss recovery topics and pray. Catholic in Recovery meetings are both in person in the church basement and available on Zoom. Your confidentiality is protected. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Isn't that something you've seen on the menu before, like uh, like Mongolian beef? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Isn't that? Yeah. I think you're yeah, right. That may, maybe that's one of the traditional dishes. So we'll find uh, Maybe we'll find out. I'd like to find out. You know who has a new president? I found out. Yeah. Young Catholic professionals. You will hear from him right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join me, Sister Christa von Borstel, in this prayer to St. Sebastian. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Glorious Sebastian, martyr and saint, I call on your strength and courage to help me through this difficult trial. Your faith was so deep, a multitude of arrows could not finish you. The piercing wounds inflicted for your faith only proved to strengthen your belief. May you intercede for those who are weakened from the effects of disease. I ask for your intercession that I may also survive that which threatens to destroy my beliefs in the mercy of Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 743 at Mater Dei Radio. Well, rain pretty much through the morning hours. That'll turn showery later this afternoon into the evening. High today, just 68 degrees. Low tonight, 60. And then about a 20% chance of rain for Friday. Little warmer, 79. Saturday looks to be the nicest day of the Labor Day weekend with mostly sunny skies. Highs bump it up to the low 80s. Currently, it is 62 degrees at St. Anthony's Catholic Church in Tigard. And 59 degrees at St. Mary's Church in Albany.
Well, some of the support from members from YCP say that being a part of this group has given them the confidence to carry the cross of Christ, not be afraid to share the glory of God. It can be very difficult in today's day and age for young people to be able to get a foot in the door in their careers and still remain faithful their Catholic faith. But that's exactly what young Catholic professionals hope to do is to support young adults in their mission to become great Catholics and find that career that just serves all of their needs. Joining me today, it's their new president for the year. Chris Dohanik is joining me today to talk to you a little bit about why YCP is such an important program for young adults and what it's meant to him and what he plans to do as president for this year. Good morning, Chris. Thanks so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for having me. Chris, tell me, I'd love to know, how did you first become involved in YCP? And in this time, what's really been important to you to have that support? Yeah, well, my story of how I came to, around to YCP is, is quite simple. Um, it, it was just started with um, a recommendation from the deacon that was at um, the, my local parish that, that I've attended pretty much my whole life. And I remember after Mass one time, he said, hey, you know, have you ever heard of YCP? And I said, no, I haven't. And he said, you know, you should go to one of the events and meet other young people. You obviously know many people around here in our own parish, um, but it'd be cool to kind of meet other younger Catholics from other parishes just throughout the greater Portland area. So... I went to a networking happy hour. That was, I think, three years ago by now, and um, the rest is history. So I've, I've gone to every retreat and, and the majority of those events, and, and yeah, I'm very, very grateful and blessed to, to step in now as new president for this this year ahead of us. So um, but that's how it started. And, you know, one of the, the reasons I, or one of the things I love the most about YCP and why I continue to stay involved is that it really unites what, what I would call this age segment of the body of Christ. So you know, younger Catholics in those those 20s to 30s kind of age range, a lot of times uh, you may be one of only three or five or even less sometimes at, at some parishes of a, a young adult group, um, and it, it may not be that large. And so this gives them, again, the opportunity to meet other young Catholics um, that they can form great relationships with and, and grow in their own faith um, uh, outside of just their local parish. So. Chris, the title is Young Catholic Professionals, but you really try to throw a wide net to young adults. More importantly, about in that age range, like you said, kind of tell our listeners more about who you think and who you want to be able to come to these events on a regular basis. Absolutely. Yeah, it does have that word professional in it, I guess. And maybe it kind of has that natural brand image of just, you know, business acumen or networking. and, And that's certainly... Um, a part of it, but regardless of what kind of um, career you're in, or if you're looking for work, or whatever it is, it's honestly that part doesn't matter as much. It's really just you know that that age of yeah, early twenties to, to kind of thirties. Um, and, and honestly, too, Brenda, regardless of where you're at in your faith as well, I think sometimes people may think, okay, this is only for just you know purely practicing Catholics, people that are cradle Catholics that grew up and are very devout, but there's people that, you know, go to some of these events that are exploring the Catholic faith, and, and maybe they're Protestant right now, or maybe they grew up Catholic but fell away from the faith for whatever reason. That, that's something I really would, I appreciate you asking that. I, I want to make very clear that anyone who, um, you know, maybe, again, came away from the faith or, or has um, interest in lingering back into it, this is an extremely approachable way of getting back into it, and, and very casual, and, and yet at the same time, Brenda, authentically Catholic. And and that's one of the things actually I think draws a lot of people in, whether they grew up in the faith or looking at converting or whatever it is. 
um, anything draws them, you know, we have our patron saint of St. Joseph. We pray at every single event, our, our retreats. Um, uh, there's um, confessions that are offered. There's adoration. There's uh, very holy people that are at many of our events, seminarians, uh, re- many people in the religious life. We have sisters from all different kinds of orders. So it is authentically Catholic, which I think is the right kind of image to portray. And, and again, just draws a lot of people in. So. If you are just tuning in this morning, I'm talking with Chris Dohanik. He is with the new president for Young Catholic Professionals Portland Chapter. Joining me today to just tell us more about the program and who should be coming to these great events. Now, you talked about some of those things. I heard you talking about events. You're talking about panel discussions and networking events and retreats. Tell me more about all of the things that Young Catholic Professionals Chapter does on a regular basis. Oh, there's an event uh, every month. We have a monthly event, and yes, the majority of them are speaking events where we may have like an executive speaker series. That's what we call it with one individual that speaks on something, and it could be someone that's maybe in their 40s, 50s, 60s, um, maybe a more seasoned type professional in whatever setting that is, whatever industry that might be. And they may talk about how they came around to the faith or how they express the faith in, in their own workplace, in their own industry. Um, that's kind of a common topic of discussion for those executive speaker series. Um, then we also have panel discussions. And so panel discussions, Brenda, you were on our last one of St. John the Baptist, which we were very thankful for, which was great. And that um, it, it's on a virtue. There's typically a topic that three panelists speak on. Um, our next one coming up is um, November 14th. That'd be the virtue of perseverance. And we'll have three individuals talking about their faith and the virtue of perseverance and um, how they do that. And then um, we also have the other, actually the most immediate event coming up is um, a networking happy hour at Lady Hill Winery in St. Paul, Oregon, which is a very popular event every single year. So that's another event type thing. We'd have probably two or three times a year. It's just purely networking type happy hour. Um, and then finally would be our retreats. And, and I really like these retreats. There's, there's two big ones we do every single year. Um, one of them is an advent. And then another one is during Lent. They're both at Mount Angel Seminary. Um, and the, one of the beautiful things about that, Brenda, is that it draws young Catholics in for, from everywhere throughout um, throughout Portland and in the rural areas as well. So we actually, um, to, to brag up for us a little bit, we do really well mm-hmm. nationally compared to the other chapters in the number of people that attend our retreats. We get you know 140, 150 people that show up at Mount wow. Angel. And compared to every other chapter, that's... That's really impressive. And so um, we want to, you know, continue to grow that. So anyway, that's, um, and we'll have like a, you know, a keynote speaker during those of the retreats. And um, uh, yeah, so those, those are the main events that, that happen. Chris, you are a busy group of people. And yeah, thank you for having me over for one of your events. I spoke on humility, which I thought was kind of funny because there's a lot of I in what I do and what I get to choose to talk about. But I appreciate meeting firsthand and seeing firsthand all of you there. And it's just really a wonderful community. I encourage anybody who is in the young adult years to please go to their website and look that up. Chris, thanks so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. And and congratulations. Good luck in the upcoming year of your uh, presidency at YCP. Where can people go again to find more information? Absolutely. Uh, you know, you could probably just Google YCP Portland. And um, you'll come across our website, which has all of our events listed there. Uh, again, the, the most recent one coming up here is that Lady Hill Winery one, which is on Tuesday, September 12th. Um, and then the other big one to earmark on your calendar 
the media advent retreat, which is December 16th. Um, and then also we're extremely active on social media. Um, and so if you go on Instagram or Facebook and just search YCP Portland, you'll, you'll easily find us there. Um, but yeah, social media is, is the best way to kind of instantly get information about things that are going on, um, as well as the website too, YCP Portland. So. All right. Fantastic. Well, Chris, thanks so much for your time to get again today. I surely appreciate it. God bless you. Thank you. You as well. Thanks, Brenda. And again, that is Chris Dohanick. He is the new president of the Young Catholic Professionals Portland Chapter. Now, if you want to find out more information Chris just gave you, please go to the, your webpage. You can very easily Google Young Catholic Professionals Portland, or you can also go to the podcast of this interview. I'll include the links that Chris was just talking about. You'll find this podcast at materdayradio.com and also access it on the Hail Mary media app. And it is 7.52 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on this last day of August. Well, if you're on the Mater Day Radio mailing list, watch your mailbox today, because today could be the day that you receive our 2023 Fall share letter in the mail. It mailed out on Tuesday, so you know, give it a day, of course, to make it through the process. And so Today, tomorrow, you could be receiving that letter in the mail. Have a wonderful theme for this year's Fall share Be Changed. It's kind of based around the Holy Eucharist, so it's going to be a wonderful time. Fall share is October 9th through the 13th, 9th through the 13th, so mark that on the calendar. If you go to our website, we have it up right now on our website, right there on the front page. If you'd like to make a gift to our matching fund, you can do that right now. So again, all the information on the 2023 Fall share Be Changed, October 9th through the 13th, on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio. KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene. Springfield. Translator K235BF, Eugene. And streaming at moderndayradio.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak from deepadventure.com with this week's Deep Virtue. Uh, I have a friend, Tim Forrest. He's a surf photographer. Every morning he posts pictures on Island Sunrise, or that morning's sunrise. And he was telling me that a little while ago he was at the beach and someone, some young man was sitting on the beach and he started to put rocks inside his backpack. And he watched this for a while. It was kind of strange to see this guy do that. And then that guy put the backpack on his back and started walking into the water. And he realized when he got up to chest high that this guy was actually trying to kill himself. So Tim rushed out and just with a real voice of authority just said, turn around and go back. What are you thinking? And the kid was kind of suffering, struggling a little bit, but he's able to kind of blubber his way, turn around and get back out of the water. And the next day he came up and gave him just the biggest hug and thanked him. But I want to tell you something. I think a lot of us are like that. I think a lot of us have a bunch of rocks in our backpack. Jesus said, you know, that we should take up our cross daily and follow him. But he also said that my burden is light and it fits perfectly. 
Are you carrying a bunch of rocks in your backpack that don't really belong there? Believe me, if you do, if you're carrying a lot of burdens in your backpack that don't belong to you, you're probably going to get burdened down. You might even get a little bit depressed. You might feel like taking a walk out in the ocean with that backpack on your back. You know, there's sometimes we take on burdens that belong to the Lord. My dad used to have a special drawer. I, I opened it up once. I said, what's all this stuff in here? And he goes, well, this is God's drawer. And I go, what do you mean by that? Well, this is where I put the things that I don't really know. I write a note, the things I really don't know how to handle, don't know really uh, know uh, what, uh, what I need to do. And so I put this in here, and, it, and I pray until God gives me the answer. So this is God's drawer. So let's give our burdens to the Lord. This is Bear Wozniak with Deep Virtue. You can find me at deepadventure.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. And it is 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. We will have the latest for you on that wildfire burning near Portland's drinking reservoirs. That's up next. And are you planning to road trip this holiday weekend? You better plan to also spend more money at the pump. I've got the gas prices for you as we head into this Labor Day weekend. All that plus more in news coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey guys, I'm Alina with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Today we celebrate the feast of St. Raymond Nonatus. He was born in 1204 near Catalonia, Spain. Unfortunately, his mother died during childbirth and the infant was extracted via C-section to keep him alive. His name, Nonatus, means not born because of this. Oddly enough, he's also the patron saint of expectant mothers, newborns, and midwives. Huge shout out to our midwives who helped deliver our four babies, Irma, you rock. St. Raymond was born to a noble but poor family. His father was against him joining the priesthood at first, but eventually realized this was what his son was called to do, and Raymond took the habit with the Mercedarians in Barcelona, Spain. The Order of the Mercedarians was founded to ransom Christian captives from the Moors of North Africa. Quite a selfless and adventurous mission, if I do say so myself. Raymond traveled all over North Africa, freeing his brothers and sisters in the faith from slavery and torture. This wasn't an easy task, especially when you run out of money to ransom the slavers with. This unfortunate problem happened to Raymond in Tunis while he was trying to ransom 28 Christian hostages. They captured Raymond, and while in captivity, good old Raymond started converting some of the Moors with his eloquent prose. Enraged by this, the Moors used a hot iron to put a hole in his lips and padlocked his mouth for eight months. You'll see padlocks symbolized frequently in the artwork surrounding St. Raymond. He was ransomed by his order and returned to Spain in 1239, where he died a year later. He was only 36 years old. It's so profound how these Mercedarian holy men willingly offered their safety and often their very lives to rescue their brothers and sisters in Christ. Are we willing to put our necks on the line for each other? Are we willing to love each other to the point of death? 
or sacrifice for each other when it's inconvenient to help someone. Sometimes the greatest action of love is the most mundane. There is sanctification in laying your life down physically for someone. Simultaneously, there's also sanctification in helping make meals for sick friends, doing the laundry for your family, and working that good old nine to five to keep your family provided for. While the missionary life of St. Raymond was profoundly epic, and if we are called to something as epic as putting our lives in the line, I hope we have the courage to do so, there's just as much significance in offering your life by living your life in service to others every single day. St. Raymond Nonatus, Ora Pro Nobis. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is made in partnership by Spoke Street Media and Awaken Catholic. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Dei Radio, please download our free Hail Mary media app. Details at materdayradio.com. And in your news, crews are battling a four-alarm fire at a Catholic church in Salem early Thursday morning. Salem Fire says... The sanctuary is at St. Joseph's Catholic Church on Chemeketa Street Northeast. The fire was first reported just after 2.30 a.m. A fourth alarm was called at around 3 o'clock to bring in multiple resources. Officials say crews are battling the fire from the outside only due to heavy fire on the roof. On their Facebook page, St. Joseph's posted at 6.15 a.m., It is with great sorrow to announce that there is a fire at St. Joseph's last night. We are still gathering information. The fire continues inside the church, but is contained to the church. A great blessing is that as far as we know, no one was hurt. We will have more information soon, but we are asking for prayers at this time. Mm, absolutely. It was, I was listening to the report coming in about a fire and that to avoid the area and then it was known all of a sudden that it was St. Joseph's yeah. in Salem. And it's just like, oh, you're, my heart just sank just a little bit. Yeah. And so as the sun comes up, hopefully they'll be able to get a handle on this fire soon and then to be able to assess the damage. Yeah, again, please pray for all the parishioners and the pastor and the staff there at St. Joseph's in Salem. Well, that wildfire that is burning near Portland's Bull Run Drinking Reservoir has grown to around 2,000 acres and is still 0% contained. Now, hopefully, today's damp weather will help. Portland Water Bureau spokesperson Benita Oswald said the agency is continuing to monitor the fire spread. She says Bull Run water remains safe to drink, but the Bureau might have to shut down the Bull Run water source if staff who work at the facility have to be evacuated. If that were to happen, Oswald said, Portlanders might be asked to restrict water use, including by not watering their gardens and lawns. Fire officials said much of the recent growth of the Camp Creek fire was west, not toward the water source. Bull Run provides drinking water to one-fifth of Oregon's population, including residents of Portland, Gresham, and other locales. A group known as BishopAccountability.org, which tracks sexual abuse in the Catholic Church, condemned a Massachusetts district judge Wednesday's decision to dismiss criminal charges against former Cardinal Theodore McCarrick. The criminal charges were dismissed Wednesday after a judge ruled that 93-year-old McCarrick was not mentally competent to stand trial. 
The charges in Massachusetts were the first criminal charges that McCarrick has ever faced following several accusations of abuse of minors and seminarians. McCarrick was formally removed from the clerical state by Pope Francis in 2019. Criminal charges filed against McCarrick in Wisconsin in April are still pending, as are several civil lawsuits. Well, some really sad news as the Portland Parks Bureau reports that a child has died from drowning at Montevilla Public Swimming Pool in northeast Portland. It is the first fatal swimming accident at a city-run aquatic center in nearly four decades. The drowning happened on Friday evening, according to a brief statement from Portland Parks and Recreation. Though paramedics performed CPR and rushed the girl to a hospital, she died Monday, according to the Bureau. Parks officials did not disclose the name or age of the child out of respect for her family, the statement said, nor did they provide any additional details about the incident or say how many lifeguards were on duty when it occurred. No one has drowned at a Portland swimming pool since at least 1985, the Parks Bureau reports. Oregon and Washington continue to rank among the states with the highest gas prices as the Labor Day weekend approaches. Oregon had the fourth most expensive gas at $4.76 a gallon as of August 29th, according to data from AAA. It follows California paying $5.29, Washington State $5.10, and Hawaii. It's going to be hard to drive out there, but they're paying $4.78. The national average measures in at $3.82. The West Coast usually sees the highest gas prices because it's relatively far from oil-producing parts of the country, according to AAA. Nationally, crude oil prices have simmered after a recent increase, which was largely driven by a cut in Middle East oil production this spring. Although national prices may be holding steady, drivers should expect a jump closer to Labor Day weekend as more people book flights, plan road trips. Prices might also be impacted by storms in the Gulf Coast, where about half of the country's oil is refined, as well as recent heat waves. Prices typically decrease slightly in September when refineries switch to winter fuel blends, which have a higher butane percentage and are therefore cheaper to make. Okay, so you going on any roadies this weekend? I'm not. Okay. Not. Uh, I shop around, too, so I'm not paying quite that much for gas in Washington State Yeah. Uh, where I get out and pump my own gas. <laughs> That's true. You can do that now in Oregon. In Oregon, Hey, look too. at this. This will be the first Labor Day holiday in Oregon that you can pump your own gas. <laughs> Only if you're in a hurry. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be waiting, too. That's true. In sports, after a handful of games last weekend, the college football season gets started in earnest with a full slate of contests across the country, and tonight is a good one. Utah, playing its last season in the Pac-12, hosts Florida in a 5 p.m. contest. That'll be on ESPN. Utah ranked 14th in the country, while the Gators out of the SEC are unranked, but always tough. Two teams played last year in Gainesville, with Florida eking out a 29-26 win. You know what Florida calls their stadium, what it's called? Um, I don't know. The swamp. Some- the swamp. Oh, the swamp. The I was going to say it has something to do with the Gators, doesn't <laughs> yes, it? it Gators it. live in a swamp. It's Makes the, sense. It's the swamp. So the big question will be the effectiveness of Utah's star quarterback, Cam Rising. I just saw a report that it's unlikely he's going to play, so they'll have to go with the backup. Utes are favored still by about a touchdown. 
On the Fox Network at 5 tonight, it'll be Nebraska at Minnesota. So here we go. College football season underway. We'll talk tomorrow about the Ducks and the Beavers and the Huskies and the Cougars. They all get started this weekend, too. Are you watching any tennis tonight? I am. I watched some last night, too. Uh, You know who's back? Carolina Wozniacki. She left the game about uh, two, three years ago to start a family. She's had two kids. Wow. And now she's back playing, and she just beat the 11th-ranked player in the world last night. Hey, good for her, Mama. Pretty cool. Going back to school can be a stressful time for some children and may produce feelings of anxiety as they return to the classroom. It's important to help your children remain confident in themselves and to trust God above all things. Philip Kozlowski from Alatea.org offers a short Bible verse you can give to your children going back to school, encouraging them to always turn to the Lord. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight and always acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. Mm -hmm. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. September 8th and 9th. Get this on your calendar. You're going to do a little shopping at a rummage sale in Cottage Grove at Our Lady of Perpetual Help Catholic Church. Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Cottage Grove invites everyone to its second annual rummage sale the weekend after Labor Day. A great selection of items will be available, including all your favorites, furniture, housewares, small appliances, clothing. There'll even be some vintage items and some things for your pets. Remember, you can find more details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Maybe you'll even get a chance to say hi to Father Boyle. Oh, yes. I'm sure he'll be out there walking around. Absolutely. Well, he is Michael Davis. He is Common Sense on Social Justice. He joins us right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Dei Radio and Father Robert Barcelos in prayer with the morning offering. A morning prayer written by St. Therese. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O my God, I offer Thee all my actions of this day for the intentions and for the glory of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I desire to sanctify every beat of my heart, my every thought, my simplest works, by uniting them to His infinite merits. And I wish to make reparation for my sins by casting them into the furnace of His merciful love. O my God, I ask of Thee for myself and for those whom I hold dear, the grace to fulfill perfectly Thy holy will, to accept for love of Thee the joys and sorrows of this passing life, so that we may one day be united together in heaven for all eternity. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matradayradio.com. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including 
the Tara Umara Children's Hospital Fund of Oregon. The TCHF has a 20-year history that is now focusing on the sustainability to support the long-term efforts of the mission in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. Information is available on their website at tchforegon.org. Mater Dei Radio has broadcast the consecration of the Blessed Sacrament every day for more than 33 years. Your generosity has made this remarkable legacy of faith possible. Together, we can help even more souls find healing and renewal through Christ's precious gift of the Holy Eucharist. Join this vital mission and be changed as we celebrate the transformational power of the Eucharist during Mater Dei Radio's 2023 Fall share October 9th through 13th. Become a major part of this week of transformation by helping us build a robust matching fund. Your support now will have a deep impact on Mater Dei Radio's success in October by providing strong encouragement for our share listeners to match your giving. Learn more and make your matching gift now at materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And be changed during our 2023 Fall share at Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus and the Holy Eucharist through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 8-12 in Mater Day Radio. Well, rain right on through this morning. It'll turn to showers later today. We'll have a high of 68 degrees. Low overnight, 60. And then tomorrow, about a 20% chance of isolated showers, a high of 79. Saturday looks to be the nice day of the Labor Day weekend. Just a 30% chance of rain, but mostly sunny skies, actually. A little warmer, too. High of 83 degrees on Saturday. All right. Currently, it is 60 degrees at St. Rose Catholic Church up in Longview, Washington. And it is 57 degrees at Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Cottage Grove. If you were to turn on a local or national news, open up a newspaper, or even just Google latest news reports, Boy, the troubles that we have in the world just seem so overwhelming. It almost feels like you just want to put your hands up and say, God, what's going on here? I can't do anything about it. We wouldn't be alone. In fact, in biblical times, many prophets said the same thing to God. Joining me this morning is Michael Davis, host of Common Sense on Social Justice. On this week's podcast, he talks exactly about that. He's here this morning to share more. Good morning, Michael. Thanks so much for joining us. Good morning, Brenda. It's great to be here. So in biblical times, prophets seem to have really a a line straight to God in lots of conversations and the same thing. It seems like in the human race, we just keep going over and over the same difficulties and we turn to God, although we don't necessarily hear him quite as well as Habakkuk did. Tell us more about this figure. Yeah, Habakkuk uh, was uh, dealing with some current news events of his time about 612 BC, where the Egyptians had been taken over by the Babylonians. So this empire's now beginning to take form, and now they're invading Israel. And he's seeing, uh, you know, starvation, um, killings, all these things going on because of this invasion. And so in his time, he sees this. And he's, you know, uh, uh, just what's going on, God, kind of a guy. And as you mentioned, they seem to have a direct line to God. I've, you know, imagined that these prophets probably weren't just people who prayed a lot, but they probably were in silence Mm. a lot so that they were able to hear God. So during these times of silence in these conversations, God 
gives direction. And Mm -hmm. we need to sometimes turn off those news feeds, put down our phones to listen to God. And then we pray and we get an answer. And then we think, wait, God, this was not the answer that I wanted (laughs) or needed. Same thing in biblical times. Habakkuk is complaining to God about uh, what he's seeing and the fact that he's being forced to see this, to watch it. But, you know, God has to get us to see what's going on before we can take action and get an answer. But he complains and God's answer uh, is kind of shocking to him. God's like, yeah, I see what's going on. It's not like I'm clueless here. But he says, don't worry, I'm going to fix it. And I'll use the Babylonians to fix it. Habakkuk's like, are you kidding me? It's like if we were to complain about the injustices we see in America and God's like, don't worry, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to have China come fix everything for you. We're like, "Uh, uh, what? Tell me you haven't gone crazy, God. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Davis takes on tough topics on his show, Common Sense on Social Justice. If you're just tuning in, Michael is joining us today to talk about his latest episode. So I would imagine then getting news like that, it you can't control. As much as we want to be in control of the outcomes, we come to realize none of it, none of it is in our control. Mm-hmm. We can surrender mm-hmm. ourselves to it. And in surrender is where change can happen. Tell us about well, the prayer of surrender. Yeah, so Habakkuk starts out with a very frustrated individual. I mean, his blood pressure's up. He's, he's, I've got to have an answer, God. And I frankly don't like the answer you gave me just now. So he goes into another questioning session, chapter two, and God's answer, just wait for it. Just sit back and be entertained and wait, see what I'm going to do. But we get into chapter three, and that chapter is Habakkuk's prayer of surrender. And he says very something very important I'll mention in a moment. But at the end of that prayer, he closes out the last phrase in the prophecy of Habakkuk as to the choir director in the temple. So he just writes the prophecy, hands it to the choir director in the temple, and says, you deal with it, put it to music, and I'll just let go of control. I love that. Now, Michael, when we're looking at the justice issues that we face today, just surrendering, just saying, okay, God, you know, you take control of this. That doesn't mean that we don't have a part to play. Mm -hmm. Something like we have to write Mm -hmm. and give this to the choir. So how do we take the example of Habakkuk And apply that to our own lives and use that as a way to seek and work towards justice in today's day and age. Yeah, so uh, in another podcast I did recently, there's this letter from St. Barnabas, uh, who was a co-worker with St. Paul. And in this letter, St. Barnabas says, you know, there's going to be times where the evil is so overwhelming, there's nothing you're going to be able to do about it. Of course, here's a guy right in the middle of the Roman Empire. And he says, what you do during those times is you tend to your own soul and you just be faithful. You live out justly yourself towards your neighbor and just be faithful because you know, I can't do anything about what's going on, but I can't solve world hunger, for example, but I can feed a couple people in front of me. And so really faithfulness, 
because the outcomes are just not going to come, at least in your lifetime. So, Michael, in other ways, too, God is able to work through us Mm -hmm. to to be Christ to others. So when people have then the ability, maybe something stirring within them to to make real change, how do they or how do you suggest somebody go about making change without maybe getting ahead of the Lord and deciding, well, you know, I have this stirring, I can make change, I can make it the way I see it. I mean, for you, maybe even in your own work, how do you always make sure to put God first, maybe the people that you have to work with first mm-hmm. before what you think mm-hmm. they need or what you think God needs to be doing in the world? Yeah, I mean, again, back to faithfulness and saying, okay, I'm part of something that's universal and historic. So a good example to answer that question is in 2005, uh, well, actually, I think in 2000, Pope John Paul II reinstitutes the Divine Mercy Sunday. And why? Because 95 years earlier, St. Faustina has these visions of Divine Mercy. So she died long before the results came about from her visions. But as a saint, she understood it doesn't have to happen right now. I'm just being faithful to write down what I saw, talking to my confessor about it. And then whenever God decides to do it, he'll do it. No, I love that. That can be difficult though, too, because we want to see the fruits of our labor, but well, we're not playing in our timeline. We're playing in God's timeline. And as you said, God's time doesn't always line up with ours. So sounds like a wonderful podcast again this week. Michael, thanks so much for joining us. It's always great to talk with you. Yeah, it's been great. And again, that is Michael Davis. So his podcast is Common Sense on Social Justice. If you head over to Mater Day Radio, you will find a link to all of Michael's past episodes and his current one. You're also going to be able to access it on all of the places you download your podcasts and also on the Hail Mary media app. And it is 821 at Mater Day Radio. It's David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. So, Brenda, you have that old car sitting in that driveway you want to get rid of? <laughs> I got too many cars <laughs> too in many my driveway right now. Well, maybe it's an old car, boat, motorcycle, RV, whatever the case. Well, you know what? You can donate that to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Really a quick and easy process. Just go to our Get Involved menu, click on the vehicle donation website, take you right up to the main page there. Quick and easy process, couple forms to fill out, you're good to go, and a likely tax deduction for you as well. That is Mater Day Radio's Vehicle Donation Program, website materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Facing difficult problems in your marriage. Oregon Retrovi is a lifeline to married couples helping them restore their marriage and rebuild a loving relationship. Catholic in origin, this Christian marriage program is open to all married couples, no matter what age, walk of life, faith, 
or ethnic background, Oregon Retrovi is a practical program to improve communication, build stronger marriages, and help couples reconnect. Presenters are not trained marriage counselors, but rather couples sharing their personal stories and the tools that they use to rediscover their love. Begin your journey to healing. All it takes is a decision to find out more. Go to helpourmarriage.org and start the process today. That's helpourmarriage.org to learn more about this transformational program. Oregon Retrovi, a lifeline for married couples. The Benedictine Brewery Tap Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship, a place where all who come are welcome and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. Come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. That's benedictinebrewery.com. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizania. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Day Radio. And it is 825 in Mater Day Radio. Well, the Oregon kicker just got bigger. We'll explain in the news. And as the sun comes up, it can be assessed what damage has happened at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Salem. A four-alarm fire sent crews to the sanctuary. I'll have an update for you coming up in four minutes. This is Sean Garrison and Exceeding. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
That is Sean Garrison and Exceeding. It is 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Crews are battling a four-alarm fire. It appears that it has been extinguished now, though, at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Salem. The fire was first reported just after 2.30 a.m. A fourth alarm was called at about 3 a.m. to bring in multiple resources. Officials say crews were battling the fire from the outside only due to heavy fire on the roof. On their Facebook page, St. Joseph posted at 6.15 a.m., It is with great sorrow to announce that there is a fire at St. Joseph's last night. We are still gathering information. The fire continues inside the church, but it is contained just to the church. A great blessing that as far as we know, no one was hurt. We will have more information soon, but we are asking for prayers at this mm, time. Absolutely. So still waiting for an update from news resources. I think KGW had posted on their webpage that crews are heading down there for a full report. All right. Well, Adalia is now a tropical storm moving offshore from South Carolina after lashing Florida's Gulf Coast as a powerful Category 3 hurricane Wednesday. It's the strongest storm to make landfall in Florida's Big Bend region. That's the nook between the Panhandle and the peninsula 
in more than 125 years. Adalia has also battered parts of southeast Georgia and the Carolinas, flooding coastal areas with over nine inches of rain and causing widespread power outages. Forecasts show tropical storm force winds will continue to affect portions of the southeastern U.S. coast today as crews assess the damage. So around 300,000 customers were without power. That's in Florida, Georgia, and South Carolina early this morning. Between two and five inches of rain have already fallen in parts of southeastern North Carolina, including the Wilmington area where a flash flood warning was in effect early this morning. Pope Francis said Wednesday he will release a follow-up environmental document to the 2015 encyclical Laudato Si on October 4th, the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi. Speaking at the end of his general audience on August 30th, the Pope said he plans to publish an exhortation, a second Laudato Si, at the end of a Vatican-supported ecumenical initiative that will run September 1st to October 4th. The season of creation will begin, Pope Francis said, on September 1st, which is the World Day of Prayer for the Care of Creation. This year's theme is Let Justice and Peace Flow. The Pope said with his new writing, he is updating Laudato Si to cover current issues. The Holy See Press Office Director Matteo Brunei confirmed to Catholic News Agency that the Pope is working on a letter updating Laudato Si with regard to the recent environmental crisis. Pope Francis said that the second part to Laudato Si would be the kind of papal document known as an exhortation. You know, you think about everything that's happened since the first Laudato Si and mm. Seclico was released and all of the climate change that's been going on. It's going to be really interesting to read this new one. Exactly. I'd love to just get that as yeah. soon as it's available. Well, this could be some positive news for your pocketbook, thanks to the Oregon Kicker. Taxpayers in the state are set to receive their biggest kicker tax rebate on record when they file their taxes next spring. The refund stands at $5.6 billion, according to near financial forecasts issued yesterday. That works out to a little under $1,000 for the median taxpayer. It's going to be much less for lower-income Oregonians and greater for the wealthy who pay the most taxes. That's nearly three times the biggest prior kicker. Now, Oregon's kicker law, the state returns revenue to taxpayers when collections exceed forecasts by more than 2%. The payouts came at the end of each year, two-year budget cycle when Oregonians file their taxes. So next year's huge kicker payout results from strong personal income over the past two years. A public health warning has been issued by the Oregon Health Authority following the discovery of hazardous concentration of fecal bacteria in the ocean waters at Beverly Beach in Lincoln County. According to OHA, until the warning is lifted, people should stay away from the water in the area. Unsafe concentration of bacteria can lead to upper respiratory infections, stomach ache, and cramps because they are more susceptible to getting sick from aquatic bacteria. Children, the elderly, and others with weakened immune systems should exercise Additional caution, beach visitors should avoid wading in nearby creeks, pools of water on the beach. Don't go in the discolored water either (laughs) and stay clear of water runoff flowing into the ocean. Ew. 
Yeah, I would agree with you. Have you ever been to Beverly Beach? I haven't. Yeah, so as I recall, I have been. It's been a while since I've been there. But as I recall, Beverly Beach, there's a parking area and park that's on the other side of 101. Oh, okay. And so to get to the beach, you actually walk under oh. 101. It's like a bridge almost over the area. And then you walk underneath and it takes you out to the beach area. Nice. I recall. I think that's correct. Okay. On Beverly Beach. But it's been a while. But yeah. Don't, Again, don't don't yeah. go in the water don't just go play for a little while. Don't go pond over there. Stay away from that for sure. In sports, Portland Timbers back in the win column. Last night at Providence Park, the Timbers downed Real Salt Lake 2-1. to one. With the victory, Portland moves into a tie for 11th place in the Western Conference with Sporting Kansas City with eight matches to go. FC Dallas sits in the ninth and final playoff spot through Wednesday's games. Timbers head to Seattle for a Saturday evening rivalry contest with the Sounders. That match kicks off at 7.30. University of Portland women's soccer team has a home contest tonight against UC Davis. That match gets underway at 7 o'clock from Merlot Field on the Bluff. Lady Pilots are 1-1 one and one on the early season. Since his election in March of 2013, Pope Francis frequently dubbed the Pope of the Peripheries has visited Myanmar, the United Arab Emirates, North Macedonia, Iraq, Bahrain, and South Sudan in February. Those are all places where the pope, a pope has been for the very first time. Mm-hmm. In these countries, the Catholic community often represents a minority, sometimes even a tiny minority, as in Mongolia, where the number of Catholics in the whole country does not exceed 1,500. By visiting this Asian state, Pope Francis will make the trip that John Paul II would have liked to have done exactly 20 years ago. At the time, there were only around 100 Catholics in the country, but the Polish pontiff wanted to honor the Mongolian president's invitation and encourage the small budding community. John Paul II then ordained the first apostolic prefect of Ulan Bator as a bishop and blessed the foundation stone of the first Catholic church in Mongolia. However, his health prevented him from making the long journey. So this is not the first time that Pope Francis has fulfilled the wishes of his predecessor. By visiting Iraq in March of 2021, the Pope was fulfilling John Paul II's wish to come and pray in Ur, Abraham's land of origin. The visit was scheduled for the end of 1999 as part of the preparation for the Great Jubilee year in 2000, as John Paul II wanted to trace the path of the history of salvation. In the end, however, even the United States expressed its opposition to this historic journey as there were tensions with Saddam Hussein's regime. Including his trip to Mongolia, Pope Francis will have completed 43 apostolic journeys abroad since 2013, visiting 61 countries. So Pope Francis, obviously a very intelligent person, but do you think if you ask Pope Francis, name every country you've been to? Oh, yeah. That, he would, might have a hard time. He might have to check his passport to tough. see where all the stamps yeah. are coming from. 61? 61 countries. That's amazing. That's fantastic. Well traveled. Hopefully he'll get another stamp to the United States soon, too. Yes. I would be wonderful to have Pope back here. Absolutely. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. 
Maybe if Pope Francis came to the Pacific Northwest, he'd come and be on our morning show. I'm sure he would. I'm sure he'd make a point of that. (laughs) Hey, coming up on September 8th at 7 o'clock, it's Youth Adoration with Desserts with Dominicans at Holy Rosary Church in Portland. Youth are invited to spend time in adoration before the Blessed Sacrament from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock p.m., followed by dessert with Dominicans in Aquinas Hall. Father Joseph Selinger will talk about friendship with Jesus. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. You know, we'd even let Pope Francis choose his interview spot that he'd like oh, to be on. Oh, any, any spot, Pope Francis. 710-748-10840. I'm sorry, Pope Francis, that spot is taken right oh, now. Oh, not I, that I one. I can see you saying that. So, oh, yeah. and we would pull out, the. we'd get all the Tracy treats. Maybe <laughs> even uh, Deacon Justin's mom will bring Pope Francis some uh, Rice Krispie Rice Treats. Rice Krispie Treats. <laughs> Absolutely. That would be fantastic. Well, it is back to school time, so you've come up with a fun list. I'm really anxious to hear this. I like this one a lot. You know, kids get their long school list ready of the things that they need to have. Well, back in the day, David, back in the 1960s, what was on the school supply list then? (laughs) See if you got any of these. All right, we'll do that after the forecast. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. It's often said that people can engage in whatever sexual activity they please as long as it doesn't harm anyone. But is this a sufficient moral criterion for evaluating sexual behavior? I don't think so, and here's why. First, it begs the question against the natural law moral theory, since if the natural law approach is true, then sexual acts that the natural law condemns as immoral would be harmful to a person's moral character. Second, although it's true that we should avoid inflicting unnecessary harm, it can't be our only moral criterion. For if it were, then we'd have to say a person's intent to murder or rape someone is morally permissible as long as he doesn't carry it out. But that's absurd. Avoiding unnecessary harm is a part of a good moral theory, but it's not enough. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. This is Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, chaplain of the Portland Guild of the Catholic Medical Association. This community of members strive to inform, organize, and inspire each other in steadfast fidelity to the teachings of the Catholic Church. Catholic physicians and healthcare workers need this support and fellowship now more than ever. We gather on the first Saturday of every month for 7.30 Mass at St. Mary's Cathedral, followed by our meeting. If you'd like to find out more information about the Catholic Medical Association and how you can become a member, visit cathmed.org. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com.
843 at Mater Day Radio. You know what I did? What did you do? I stepped outside. <gasps> oh, yeah? Because I wanted to see what the rain felt like. And it was actually yeah, coming down pretty good. You know, right. not, not pouring, but it's like probably about the hardest I've seen it rain in a while. And that rain will continue right on through this morning. It'll turn showery later today. We'll have a high of 68 degrees. Then tonight, yeah, again, probably a little more rain, a little showery, low of 60. Friday, 20% chance of rain, a high of 79. Starting to warm up a little bit. Saturday, the warmest day of the weekend, a high of 83 with a chance of some sunshine. So we'll see how that goes. Currently, it is 63 degrees at the Proto-Cathedral of St. James the Greater in Vancouver. And it is 58 degrees at St. Michael Church in Sandy. It's good to the last drop. A second cup of the morning blend with David and Brenda. So all you need to do is walk into any store, any retail store, it feels like right now, and you're going to be seeing big signs that say back to school. School supplies. School supplies. They've got everything kids are going to need. And they're pretty high fangled these days because they're going to need some things like, I think, just about every grade maybe from the third grade up all going to need a flash drive that they're going to be able to plug in and save their material but even now those aren't those are less likely to be on the list because all of the kids have tablets or laptops that give them access to uh, google docs Ah. and everything's automatically saved up in the clouds david just look up there all that information all the clouds up there boy have things changed so back in the day, though, we had a, a list. You 60s, me in the 70s. I was getting into elementary school, and things were a little bit different on the school supply list. So I thought we would take a little uh, walk down memory lane yes, I love and uh, this. talk about some <laughs> of the school supplies that would have been on our list. A pencil. A, a Ticonderoga pencil. I think that, that was, was the one that everybody, yeah. or Dixon, uh, number two pencil. The number though. two pencil. I just remember they were the yellow pencil with the uh, little eraser on the end of them. And then you could chew on them. And you'd always have teeth marks in teeth your pencil. Teeth marks on because you would yeah, bend it all yeah, in. Right. right. So, uh, but uh, I don't want to wreck your list. What do That's you have? That's okay. Okay. Uh, but let me ask you this, because I'm sure you had one or maybe even a few of these. Mm-hmm. What kind of a folder did you have to put all of your papers in to take home? The folder was the peachy folder. The peachy folder. Yes. I can't believe that there is not somebody who has brought these back into existence. Are they not out there anymore? I don't know that I have seen a peachy folder in a long time. I love There are different variations of it, and oftentimes now they're a plastic uh, because they hold up more. Peachy folders did not hold up. Uh, they'd always <laughs> begin wet. to split. They'd get wet and yeah. then they'd split down the seam. They're paper. But remember, and when I say peachy, it's P-E-E-C-H-E-E. Yeah. Peachy. Now, here's the question, David. What athletes were on the front Ooh. of your peachy folder? I'm going to say a basketball player. No. No, not a basketball player? No. Boy, that's what I football player. Yes, on the football player. Okay. Uh, whew, boy, that's a good question. I can see it in my mind. Was there like a track and field? <laughs> there were the track runners yeah, on the bottom. Right, track football runners. Football players in the middle. Yeah. And David, your favorite tennis. Tennis. A girl that's playing right. tennis that's was it. on the top of yeah. it. And they were yellow. 
And they were, yeah, yellow. Yeah. The, the, the thing about the peachy folder is, tell me someone who did not doodle oh, on their peachy folder. They were a mess yeah. within a few weeks yeah. of the start of school. Yeah, I, lo- I love that. The peachy folder. <laughs> the peachy folder. Uh, they say they still sell them, but uh, Mead is the company that oh, yeah. made them, but they, they look different now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, how about this? Now, I'd, uh, help me pronounce this because I can so distinctly remember these bottles, but I don't know exactly how to say that, but it is called Mucilage glue hmm. okay yeah now see if you remember these spelled? uh m-u-c-i-l-a-g-e glue here's how to remember them david it's kind of a uh a, like a what it's curved in the center mm-hmm. a brown bottle but the top of it had a rubber cap that had a slanted spout. Yes. And there was a slit in there that the glue would come through. Yeah. Wasn't it almost like uh, rubber cement, like it was clear? It was a little bit like that. Yeah. But it, it created uh, like a hard glue. Yeah. No, I, I remember. And you could use it to like paste things paste on. Paste things together. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like if you were cu- had like cutouts or something, you could paste it on another piece of paper using that. All right. I do remember that. I, do you? So I, spell it again. M U Mucilage. M U C I L A G E. Mucilage yeah. glue. I guess so. I don't know. I, I, you know, I would have never guessed that. But what you tell me about it, I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I, I would have not known the name, but I looked at the picture and I went, I remember yeah. that. Because I just remember too, particularly in the younger grades, you used like paste. Yes. You remember that? Like flour paste. Yeah, yeah. And what happened? What did every little kindergartner do with the paste? <laughs> they start eating it. They'd eat it. Yeah. Don't do <laughs> that, kids. Don't eat the paste. Don't eat the paste. But you just can't help yourself. But then you advance to Elmer's glue. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, when it was time to go to art class, did you open up a tin of Playtime watercolors? Yeah, yeah, that's Playtime right. Playtime watercolors. watercolors. Was that the one like it was like a long, narrow? Yep, and, and it then, had the little faces of kids yeah. across the top and of it. And you'd flip it open, and then you'd have a little paintbrush, and you'd get the paintbrush wet, and you would uh, then just dip into the little squares of color and use that to... And that was it. Yeah. Okay, as you got a little bit older, I can remember these so well, and I used to use them and going, these just work terribly. Uh, but if you were maybe in, in high school, you would go to typing class back in the day. You, I think mine, you know, when I got into high school, we were already starting to use electric typewriters, but I started off with manual typewriters. Have you ever seen a, an eraser in the shape of a wheel with a brush sticking out of the other yeah, end of it. Yeah, I know. I, I remember what Does you're that talking make sense? about. Yep. That is specifically a typewriter eraser. Okay, yeah, I do remember that. Because sure. you had to, you know, click, click, click. Yeah. You'd have to roll your paper up, use it. And it was a real narrow eraser, so you yeah. could just erase the letter, brush it off, and click yeah. it back down. It would always smudge. <laughs> it would always smudge. No matter sure. what. And this is fantastic because I, I love this and I can remember very distinctly having actually a, a genuine one. When you had all of your supplies, what kind of a box did you keep it all stored in? Ooh. Did you have a very specific kind? 
Uh, you know, I want to say it was almost like a, a little rectangular yes. box with a little handle on top of it. Oh, you had a handle. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I had a cigar box. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I do. that You mentioned that. Yes. We used to have a cigar box on Absolutely. the list. Now, some families, some kids would come with actual cigar boxes. Yeah. And they were decorated all on the outside. And uh, then they started to make them so that way you could just buy the box. Mm-hmm. The great thing about these kids, though, is there was no latch. Yeah. So if that fell on the ground or it slid out of your desk... Everything that you had in there came out right with it. Yeah, I know. Well, and the thing about the desks, too, I love the the opened up desk. You know how you could open your desk up and put put your stuff in the desk? Sure. And and then close the desk. And the the seat was attached. And the seat was attached. Right? The seat and the desks, it just all was like one little piece. Which was always funny in later years when you were a parent and you had to go to class for a parent and sit in the little desk there. That's right. Of course, a classic movie, The Blues Brothers, remember? The Blues Brothers, yeah. They had to sit in the desk. And then when you had to like straighten, you nobody would get out of their desk right. and straighten it. You'd kind of scoot from your seat uh, to get lined classic. up. And, and then I always remember, too, I haven't you know been in a new style classroom, but you always had the coat closet. A coat closet. Clo- you know, Put all your things. Things in there. Yeah. Your lunchbox. Yeah. And then did uh, we love to talk about our lunchboxes. But do you remember those ones that were rectangular with a rounded top mm-hmm. and your thermos oh, fit yeah. in, the in the lid? In the lid. That's right. Yeah. And those thermoses, <laughs> they they were like glass inside. You drop them once. That was the, it. The glass would break inside. No more hot that, soup that, for that, you that, for lunch. That would be it. So, Oh, great memories. Oh, very, very great memories. And kids, if you are heading out to school today, just have a wonderful day. Uh, we talk about how days are long, David, but the years go by quickly. They sure do. We hope you enjoy today's second cup. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Healthcare sharing has been around for decades and began out of the Christian tradition of neighbor helping neighbor. That's the premise Solidarity HealthShare was built on. We're a nonprofit medical cost-sharing ministry in which our family of members share in each other's eligible medical expenses. Solidarity HealthShare is not insurance, but an alternative way to pay for medical costs that adheres to Catholic Church teachings. We never share into medical care that goes against our morals. More information at SolidarityHealthShare.org. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 
And it is 855 at Mater Day Radio. Wanted to give you an update. We just learned about this uh, at the St. Joseph Church in Salem. That's right. At 12.05 today, there will be a mass. They are inviting the entire community in the parking lot. They will be celebrating Mass. All right, so prayers for all at St. Joseph's Church. Weather today going to be a little showery, probably. High of 68 degrees, then showers again overnight, low of 60, and then a slight chance of rain for Friday with a high of 79. Currently 63 degrees in the Rose City. Closing out the show today, here is I Am They and From The Day. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. So blind My sin was before me I was swallowed by pride But out of the darkness You brought me to your light You showed me new mercy And opened up my eyes
That is I Am They and From the Day. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. That's going to do it for the morning blend on the last day of August. You know when we come back tomorrow? It's September 1st. It's September 1st. Oh, you got to tune in and see what kind of song David's got come, oh, to come up with to start the show. It's one of my favorites. You'll just have to wait and see. But again, prayers for everyone down at St. Vincent's, mm-hmm. or excuse me, St. Joseph's St. in Joseph. Salem. Mass today at noon there in the parking lot. All right. That is going to wrap it up for us on the morning. Belen, you can live with passion with Father Cedric this evening at 730. Great programming all day long. Till then, have a blessed day.